0: the biggest stories from the pages of the London Free Press and LFPress.com. This is the London Free Press Podcast with your host, Rachel Gilbert.
1: Hello and welcome to the London Free Press Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Gilbert. Regular hockey season begins in London this Friday. So we're talking with sports reporter Ryan Pyatt about what the London night season might look like and which players to watch. Hi, Ryan. How are you?
0: Hey, Rachel. Good to see you again.
1: Good to see you, too. Uh, We're almost done with the preseason because regular season starts tomorrow. So how did the preseason go? What did you think of it?
0: Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, the the night. what the Knights like to do is they like to practice a lot. So they have two games near the start. They played Sarnia and they they split uh, one win, one loss each. And then they take a week off and a lot of guys are heading off to NHL camps. And then they they were pretty shorthanded because the the knights were one of the fortunate teams. They they sent over ten guys to 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 rookie and and NHL camps, uh, which is obviously a lot. If mm-hmm. like almost half your roster goes, and then so they played a couple against Erie. When Erie likes you you know they don't Erie doesn't really sell out their their sell a lot of tickets for their exhibition games. So what they do is they always come to, close to London and and play back to back and. This year they went to St. Thomas. In the past they've gone to other other communities around around uh, around London, and then they played in London. And then they split the two two games again, and uh, you know so we don't read too much into the preseason results. I mean, obviously you don't like to see a team get blown out ten nothing, and that didn't right. happen. The Knights the nights were all working hard, and the, and the young guys got a chance to play. So that that's all they wanted. But the, now we're starting to see the team, the roster that we're going to watch this year start to take form. And although there will, there might be a, uh, yeah, I think Easton Cowan, there, there might be a few guys not back for the opening weekend against Niagara. You know, that that's nothing that the Knights haven't dealt with before.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, one guy that is um, kind of new, but also back um, back to London is Michael Simpson, um, who was playing for Peterborough last year, but the Knights acquired him. He's a OHL playoff MVP is that right
0: that's right and, and obviously he beat his hometown team in the final last year and you know I, I I got a chance to talk to him this week and he's obviously very excited to come home and play grew up watching the night so but and he said I, I hope the fans don't boo me this time <laughs> you know like like they did in the, in the finals kind of no thing. Be but cheering
1: was, for him this time yeah yeah they'll be cheering yeah. for him now it's it's yeah. funny how
0: sports fans are like you know they'll they're a little fickle, right? You're not on our side. So
1: <laughs> That's yeah, right. I haven't, I
0: haven't seen a ton of, you know, there's a lot of respect for the London guys that come in and visit over the years, you notice, but um, you know, the, the London guys, I like, going back to Drew Doughty and all that. They remember when the fans are booing them, they hear it. Oh so, boy. Especially when they're from London. Right? Yeah. So, well,
1: and he I, grew up, Simpson grew up like watching the nights, right? He was, he played for the junior nights. So he, you know, is he happy to be home? Yeah, I think so. And
0: I think, what we've seen is, um, you know, go, you go back to Nazim Kadri. He was in Kitchener, and they brought him home, and he played very well. George Diaco last year played in Hamilton. They, uh, the, the Hunters brought him back, and he he played very well and obviously was a leader on the team. And, um, you know, so I don't think they're scared to, to bring in guys, you know, from London. Obviously, it's an adjustment playing in a place like Peterborough or Hamilton or even Kitchener to, to mm-hmm. come back to London and play. And obviously, there's more... The more people know you, there's more demands on your time, but um you know, I could tell he's really excited. And he says, I, I think with that, he faced this, these guys last year and he thinks um this is a team capable of winning again. And, and obviously so, Peter was going to rebuild this year. They're going to be a, like a, a kind of lower seed team. And the Knights don't ever seem to really rebuild. So they're, they're always kind of going for it. So he's yeah. very excited to, to get this chance uh, to, to try to win a Memorial cup again, which they just fell short, right? Semifinals.
1: Right. That's Burl right. Well, now we got the MVP. So hopefully that'll take us pretty far. What does our goalie situation look like this year? Because he's a goalie. We've got a few other strong goalies though, too.
0: Yeah. So to, in order to bring in Michael the uh, Simpson, the, the Knights traded Zach Bowen, who of course, um, you know, last year, 16 wins in a row at one point that he was 17 year old rookie. Big, big uh, goalie, capable of making fantastic saves. So he's out the door. He goes to Peterborough in that trade. And that leaves Owen Wilmore, who, uh, you know, I've always been intrigued by Owen Wilmore. He, he, you know, he he went played St Thomas uh, a couple years ago, and then last year in from St Thomas got traded to Stratford in Junior B, and then went mm-hmm. to Game Seven of the uh, Sutherland Cup Finals. So very, very long, very long run, mm-hmm. amazing, amazing run for him. And then all of a sudden came in the playoffs and he's been around the Knights for the last couple of years as a prospect. And then all of a sudden when Bowen kind of struggled in the OHL final, he got thrown in there for the last two games and played exceptionally well. He allowed three goals in two games. So really good bat. He's he's going to turn 19 this year. So he's a a veteran guy too. So when Simpson's gone, you'd think that Wilmore would be able to take the reins uh, the following year. But they also have Alexei Medvedev, Obviously, a Russian kid, but you know, lived here in in uh, in Canada to play minor hockey, as as, as um, a lot of those guys do. Mm-hmm. And uh, he he's um, one of the most acrobatic and skilled and athletic goalies. He he's not very he doesn't weigh very much right now, but he's going to be very tall and be a prototype goalie. And he he's one of the most exciting goalie prospects the Knights have had in a long time. And when the Knights played Erie in St. Thomas, he was phenomenal. So he'll he'll spend most of the time, in uh, you know, unless something goes awry with Simps- Simpson and Will or Wilmore, yeah, he's going to spend a lot of the year developing in St. Thomas, playing lots of games. He's already started to play a bunch of games, so and then you know they'll, they'll try to get him in some action here during the season. Because but he's he's the, the next guy. He he's on the list to be the next guy for the Knights down the yeah.
1: road. Yeah, so we got a strong strong roster there. Um, Simpson was at uh, the Penguins training camp. So what are his prospects looking, looking like in the NHL? Because he's 20 now, so he could be going soon.
0: Yeah. And I think he got that invite, you know, he probably would have got a couple of invites, but he went to Pittsburgh yeah. based on his success, uh, you know, through the playoffs had a tremendous playoff MVP that yeah. usually happens, but no contract guarantee, you know, so Brett Br- Brochu went through that last year till, you know, he got a a minor league contract this year. So He wants to play pro hockey. And like you said, the other days, like what better place than London? You look at, um, you know, there's like 30 guys in the NHL right now that played for the Knights. Right. And you know, he wants to be the next guy. And obviously as a goalie, you got to build your way up and and, and go through the system and all that. But if he has another good year, it's going to be hard for a team not to look at that guy and say, uh, maybe we should get this guy into our organization.
1: Yeah, just looking at the team as a whole, how is this year maybe going to be different from last year, and and who are we looking at for some of the star players?
0: Yeah, I, I think I think we should expect the team to score more. Their their defense is almost unparalleled in 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 terms of uh, talent and draft picks. And obviously, Sam Dickinson is is uh, could be one of the top five NHL draft picks next year. And then you add in Oliver Bonk, Isaiah George, Jackson Edward. It's a real good back end. And uh, up front, obviously, Barkey and Cowan uh, will, will take another big step. They they took a great step in the second half of the season last year, playing yeah. with Ryan Winterton. And I, I think you should expect the, another jump, you know, maybe in that 80, 100-point range if they can, uh, you know, if things work out for them. And uh, obviously, Kat, we we talked before about Kasper Hultonen, uh from Finland. Uh, he's a sniper, so he'll fit in perfectly with those guys who are kind of past 1st guys for the most part. Um, you know, up front, that they they may need they may need to add another guy. I, I think at at some point um, they're, they'll be, they're going to be you got to go down the stretch here, and if you're going to be if you're going to win the league, you're going to have to add somebody at some point. They always do. Right. So okay. you know, but I, I think uh, I think they've got a real solid team, and and you know, a lot of good local talent. You look at Jacob Julian and his development from you know from the U18 draft and playing with the London Nationals and. Now Winnipeg Jets draft pick, and uh, obviously he's he's going to have a in- big impact on the team. And uh, the same the same guys that have been here, you know, Brody Crane should take a step the, the next step. And obviously guys that dominated Junior B last year, Sam O'Reilly with the Nationals, and Will Nickel, uh, mm-hmm. the Rookie of the Year in, in the Western Conference. Um, he, he's been hurt for the training camp, but he's I'm told he's ready to go. And okay. uh, he he had a great year in in St Thomas last year. So those guys are 17, and they're excited to be in the NHL draft this year too. So they they want to make a, a good impression. Um, you know, unfortunately, Landon Sim, uh, a, a real key piece in that checking line role, he he's he's hurt to start the year, and it might be, you know, till December till he comes back. But you know, I looked around; a lot of teams in the league are are dealing with a couple of big injuries. Uh, mm. So. You know, the, the Knights aren't alone no. alone in that right now.
1: But they've got a great team. They're the standings right now. They're they're number one in the OHL, the Knights, um, in terms of preseason anyways. And in the CHL, they're number two. So they're you know, they're doing pretty well already. They've got uh good rankings to start with.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, and you know, Mark I very early the other day that you know, that you don't win anything on paper. And I, I mean, I remember I've been at this long enough. That I remember years that they were ranked number one in the CHL and then they lost their first six games. Oh,
1: no, <laughs> no, don't say that. Then, uh, <laughs> but
0: I, I think part of that ranking is like you look at the talent and then you're like, well, the Hunters will figure out a way to make the team go. Remember when we talked last year, they lost their first four games, right? Yeah. And then George Diaco came in. And uh, so, you know, bringing Michael Simpson in, having a, a good veteran goaltender, you're already kind of ahead of the game. So, if some of these guys aren't back here right away, you could probably uh, reel off a couple wins. Because anything, one win in four or five games, that's better than they started last year, and they still had a heck of a season. So, I think a lot yeah. of these rankings are based on. Uh, we project that the London Knights are going to be there at the end, and it's it's always hard to get to, to bet against them.
1: That's true. Who are some of the biggest competitors, like in, in, around the OHL? Um, who should we be looking for?
0: Well, so the, the Memorial Cups in Saginaw, Michigan, this year, and the Spirit mm-hmm. have been—you know—they they were the front runners to get it, and they've been building this a long time. You know, they've never hosted the Memorial Cup. They want to have—they want to win it. Uh, they, they've never got there before, so this is a really big deal for them. And, and when they got it, so they're going to go all out. To um to you know to to they know they got to beat the knights they got Owen sounds going to be really good this year Uh, the knights saw them in the playoffs last year Colby Barlow you know could be an MVP this year uh, a a great captain um you you know but Saginaw is really going to go all in as you were and and you're going to have to match that and it's really exciting because they have Michael Misa. Uh, who's obviously the one of the best 16-year-olds in probably junior hockey right now. He was an exceptional first overall pick in, in 2022. And they have him. And Zane Preck scored 21 goals as a 16-year-old as a, a defenseman, which, you know, like you think of all the good D that have come through, you know, Evan Bouchard, Ryan Ellis. None of these guys have done that. So, you know, they got a really good foundation and uh, they're going to accent that. They have pretty good goaltending. They got okay defense, so they're gonna they're gonna build and like we see teams. Uh, you remember Guelph a couple years ago, and they added Nick Suzuki and, and all these guys from Owen sound and all that. They're they're gonna make, make and then win the league. That, that's what Saginaw's plan is. In mm-hmm. the East, is a little more wide open. Uh, I I have Sudbury up there. Um, you know, Kin- Kingston's intriguing because they have like. Six forwards who were all first round picks in the OHL, which is oh, wow. You know, if they can ever mash, mash that together and get some chemistry going, that, that would be exciting for them. Mm-hmm. Ottawa's always good. Dave Cameron, uh veteran coach like Dale Hunter. Uh you know, he, he's always gonna put uh, a good product. they won 50 games last year. I wouldn't be surprised if they're up there again. No, so Adam Dennis, the former Knights goalie, uh, he's the GM in North Bay, and they they lost to Peterborough in game seven, heartbreaker. But they think they have the pieces to come back and and win this time. So I don't know if we're going to see a lot of, uh, you know, you know. At first we thought maybe they're going to sell off some guys and rebuild. No, I think they're going to go for it. So we'll see what happens with them early in the year. But it's a bit of a grab bag over there. Uh okay. You know, I, I, Rachel, I could almost pick the the bottom four as it were the teams okay. that are going to miss the playoffs. I was going to say we we have a
1: lot of strong teams that you're you're talking <laughs> about. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think P- Peterborough, uh, I'm not sold on Niagara yet. Um, they got the young Londoner, Ryan R- Rubrook, who's going to be a great player in the league. He kind of plays, it looks like Austin Matthews type player to me. Okay. So he's going to fill the net, but they're, they're still, they made so many trades. They're rebuilding. Mm. Sarnia and Kitchener in the West. I, I think are going to struggle. Uh, but uh, they, that was expected after the the people they lost this year. So, but you know, they, I've seen times where we've said that and then, you know a team like Kitchener maybe maybe they got they got a new coach uh finished coach and and maybe they, they jump up and surprise some people right yeah so.
1: yeah well i mean it's early so so we'll see there's a few other changes happening around the league the uh hamilton bulldogs are now the brantford bulldogs so that's brand new um so they're moving into a smaller arena yeah
0: yeah, yeah. so when i was I'm old enough that when i was growing up the brantford had the alexanders and actually mark Hunter – uh, played, for, played for the Brantford Alexanders when he was in junior hockey and okay. it's the same rink that he played in. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you know, like 40 something years ago. So, yeah. um, you know, it hasn't changed much. They're trying to do some renovations, but obviously in Hamilton, uh, the big, big old Cops Coliseum, first Ontario center, uh, they got they got massive renovations that they got to do there. The rink's getting older. So, um, you know they basically booted out, and you know it'll be interesting to see if they ever return to Hamilton. I mean, this isn't the mm-hmm. first time that Hamilton's dealt with uh, dealt with this. Junior hockey's been kind of transient there for many years, but the Bulldogs have been a great franchise. They won a couple of league championships, and
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, it, it, and when they gets going in there, it gets going. But I think what we're yeah. going to see in Brantford is that they're excited about it. They got a small rank. It's going to be like when Niagara, for, uh, when Mississauga Ice Dogs moved to Niagara. For the first time, they played at a tiny Jack Gatecliff uh, Arena. It was, it was, it, it was. Well, it's as old as can be. They actually uh, demolished it uh, this this past year, and uh, you, you know, uh, but they, it was rocking when you went in there, and it was, it, it was packed all the time. And uh, I, I think we're going to see a similar thing in Brantford to the point where at some point, if Brant, if they're going to stay there, they're going to get a, have to get a new rink, right? Right. So, yeah. Up to up to the standards. It sounds probably excited. We, yeah, we've seen that before. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you had a story about how um, the OHL commissioner, David Branch is going to retire after this year, right? This is his last year.
0: Yeah, a, He's been the commissioner for most of my lifetime. And yeah, uh, it, you know, I, I, I was just kind of reflecting back on, and obviously I'll talk to Dave um, at some point here. Uh, uh, but, you know, he, he's, he's gone through many, many changes. Uh, this was this league, was 12 teams, 10 12 teams when he took over in the 70s. It was mom and pop like kind of organized, you, you know, like kind of old school. The ranks were all kind of like old and mm. and now what he's ushered in is it's obviously you look going in any rank and the, you see the sponsorship, the ticket, you know, you know the tickets that the product it, it's been quite a you know, some of that was natural going to happen, but he had obviously a lot of influence on on how the league uh, has moved forward to, to where it's like a mini NHL now. Right. And, uh, and that's what he, that's what he wanted. That was the path he wanted to do. I think with Dave, um, the thing I could say about him was always kind of sometimes reactionary, but always had the players interests at heart. And always, there's obviously when you have junior hockey, things are going to pop up and controversies and all that. Yeah. But he wanted what was best for the players. And um he he so if something bad happened in the league, he tried to he tried to make it right. You know, I, I've seen a lot of things like mental health's been a big thing in the last 10 years. Mm. He you know, they they've partnered with CMHA. Uh he was one of the first guys to dole out and he took a lot of heat for it, but he doled out huge punishments for head hits, which is you know, when I was growing up, head hits were just part of hockey and then right. you, know, you had a fight if somebody got hit in the head. But he was throwing 20 game. 10, 15, 20-game suspensions at people, and that opened people's eyes. And then, obviously, he, he's he been a leader in getting rid of the uh, habitual fighter, the guys that fight, like, every game. Um, and I think I think having talked to Dave over the years, there, there's there been some times where really good prospects have come through, and, and they've been hurt. They got to the NHL damaged. They were hurt. They had bad shoulders that they hurt in the OHL. And I think one of the things he said was, like, our job is to... to Send these guys off to the NHL or into the working world with, you know, like with their faculties, not like not to have concussions or brain damage and not to have, right. you know, injuries that are going to affect their hockey careers or their life, you know, whatever they do in their careers. So I know there's been the last 15, 20 years, there's been a real focus on that. And above all else, if that's what you remember, I remember him telling me one time, if I am remembered for that, that'd be okay. Right. Yeah. That'd be a good legacy. Yeah.
1: Um, Sounds like he does so, have a you know, good legacy to leave. Yeah.
0: yeah, And, you know, it's not always been perfect. Right. There's always been situations you're dealing with young, young men. And, uh, you know, we, we've seen a few over the years that um, that, you know, we think the league would like to have back. But all in all, uh, you know, you would have to say the league's really progressed forward from what it was when he took it over.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you, Ryan. We're, we're definitely going to keep an eye on your stories at lfpress.com because we know you'll have uh, everything on the nights starting this Friday. Regular season. Thanks so much. Yeah, anytime, Rachel. Thanks.